It's winter, and you can now get almost anything you need for the coldest months of the year delivered with Uber Eats. What do we mean by almost? Well, you can't get a ski slope delivered, but you can get dish soap delivered. Sunshine, that's a no. But a bottle of wine, that's a yes. A snow angel, sorry, no. But angel hair pasta, Uber Eats can definitely get you that. Get almost, almost anything delivered with Uber Eats. Order now. Alcohol and select markets. Product availability may vary by region. See app for details. And we welcome you into the Handicast for Tuesday, January the 30th. Thanks for making us a little part of your day. I'm Charles Hanegraaff along with Dan Canterbury back uh, for it, it's baseball season. Baseball, Can- Charlie. It's baseball season. Cano, it's good to see you, man. Uh, and thanks to Richard Dixon, a great run for football. Of course, he's going to be a part of our team for a long time. But uh, we're moving into baseball now. And it, we're this is uh, – the same podcast that we've been doing for the last three years. We called it Baseball at the Box. Now, in order to a little inside uh, baseball here to keep everything under one umbrella and keep it easy for our tech guys, this is all going to be under the Handicast umbrella. So we uh, will be at this spot wherever you've been getting the Handicast. You'll get it for baseball the same way, and we'll try not to confuse you with other titles and stuff. Charlie, let's face it. You just wanted your name out there again, Charlie. I did. I'm hoping to be discovered, really. <laughs> any any time now, uh, I, I may get discovered covered uh just a couple of weeks away from first pitch so we got time for a couple of preview episodes um here before we get started with 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 first pitch so uh you've been out there a little bit um you got some experience with this coming back off a championship and how hard it is to repeat and how much you know you got to start in a lot of cases from scratch this is a really, really, really talented roster. But just a, a, a little bit on that before we get started about the mentality of having to repeat. It's one of the hardest things to do in sports. When you win a national championship, you, know, you can ask Kim Mulkey who, who goes through it. When you have players returning, okay, no matter what you do, they still have this thing where it's not as hard as when you're trying to get your first one. It's much harder to do the second one because it's like the – the grit, the determination, and the longing for that championship has almost been satisfied the year before. The other problem you have is a lot of the people that are returning may not have played a major role, and now they have to. And the people that were playing major roles left to pro ball or like Dylan Cruz or Paul Skeens, and now they have to replace them. And so they have to step it up and step up their game. And, Charlie, you know it's a lot easier when somebody else does it. It looks a lot easier when somebody else is doing it instead of you. And then when it's your turn, you realize how hard it is. But I, I, I will say this. You can't have a better coach for this than Jay Johnson because Jay's just 30 seconds after he won, he was calling recruits. I mean, he just keeps moving. He doesn't, uh, he doesn't slow down. I thought it was a, a, fast, a fascinating story when he was talking about the recruiting that he was doing while he was in Omaha before they finished because if he doesn't, Omaha finishes at the very end of June now. I mean, if you go yeah. all the way to the end, you, you've essentially lost your – summer ball's been going on for over a month uh, at that point. Uh, the, the transfer portal has been open for a long time at that point, and you're still playing. You're still trying to win this thing, but if you don't – do these other things, you're going to be behind for next year. I think the biggest thing, you mentioned that, you got the draft. Okay, you have yeah. the draft. Oh, it's oh, always, by the way, yeah. Yeah, that, that, that whole <laughs> professional draft thing is always on there. That's been going on when I was coaching. But the big thing is 
You're the only teams. There's only eight teams left in Omaha, and that transfer portal is the biggest change. If you're not in that portal and you're not staying on it, uh, it's hard. So you have to keep recruiting, and you got to keep winning in Omaha because they like to go to those teams that are in Omaha. Well, let's let's look at it this way. Last year's team would have been a really good team without the transfer portal. But without Paul Skeens and Tommy White and Thatcher Hurd, I don't think they would have won the national championship, right? Absolutely. This year, two-thirds of your opening day rotation, uh, opening weekend rotation, and your starting shortstop all out of the transfer portal? Yeah. yeah. That, that's a, and that's one a of lot. Out, and one of your outfielders. <laughs> and one of your outfielders. I mean, that, that you're probably your leadoff hitter, right? right. I mean, that's a lot. Uh, so, yeah, you you got to be doing that. You can't really schedule your illness. That's why we work around your schedule with 19 convenient locations. Lake Urgent Care and Lake After Hours clinics are open, safe, and there when you need them. Seven days a week with no appointment necessary. Walk in or schedule online at Lake Urgent Care. Dot com. So let's, let's start at the top, Cano. Uh, the, the starting rotation, at least a couple of weeks before we, we start this, we're going to project some of this stuff, and it'll change as the season goes along. But let's start uh, with, with those three guys. And Thatcher Hurd, let's, let's start there with, with, with Hurd, who was uh, it came over as such a highly touted player from UCLA. Got off to a rough start. Uh, it, it was not all easy for him at the beginning of the season. He had a good start at Texas, but ran into some problems as late as April. We were talking about it on the podcast almost every week. They need that, you heard, to come on. They need him to come on. And he kept struggling, kept struggling, kept struggling, and then, pop, there it was. And you're playing for the national championship against the University of Florida, and there's that, you heard, on the mound, you know, winning the game, you know. Uh, so – what do you do for an encore? Uh, what, what did he need to work on? What did he need to improve? And, you know, he played so well at the end of last season. He just kind of – he's the vet coming back here now. He's a vet, but remember, he didn't pitch a lot uh, coming up. He was an outfielder, and then he came in, and then he was hurt. And so he hadn't been on the mound and pitched a lot because he was hurt for the whole year at UCLA. Comes in, didn't have much of a fall. And so, as we were saying on the podcast last baseball season, Charlie, that – he had to just continue to get out there and get better and better and better. And now he's got that year under his belt, has the whole offseason. He's perfectly healthy. And, uh, you know, the, the great reports are he's really a polished pitcher. His velo's up to 93 to 97 consistently. And, uh, you know, of course, he's got the breaking ball. But uh, probably the biggest thing that, uh, that the coaches like and that you can see is that he's got unbelievable fastball command. And when we talk about command, we're not just talking about throwing the ball over the plate for a strike. We're talking about moving it in all nine quadrants of the strike zone. And uh, Thatcher Hurd can do that. Uh, if you can command that fastball and you, you offset it with some breaking ball and a three-pitch mix, that's huge. I ask this every year when they bring in a new Friday night pitcher. And right now, I don't know what order. Jay neither Johnson's, does Jay okay. or neither does Nate Yeski. Okay, so I'm going to ask this in relation to either Hurd or the next two guys we're going to talk about moving into that Friday night role. And, hey, look, you face the same lineup all three games. It's the, it's the same 27 outs. It's 90 feet between. It's not the same. You guys have told me this a million times. So is that your Hurd going to be that guy on Friday night because he's a veteran? Or, you know, does that – is that the – the one thing that you know pushes you over the top, yeah, that's why why we want him in there. Right, you never know, and uh, I would say based on 
just my opinion and thinking uh, as a coach, probably to start the first Friday night, I would put out Thatcher Heard because of the experience, and then we'll play it by ear from there because, Charlie, until you turn the lights on, you get in front of the crowd at Alex Box Stadium, uh, the juices are flowing, you don't know how they're going to react to that. Let's face it, Gage Jump was at uh, UCLA last year. right? He's yeah. one of the guys that's going to figure in this mix. Okay, played in front of 46 people and a dog. I mean, there's nobody going to the games out there. It's a little different at Alex Box when you're in a, uh, a game with about ten to 12,000 people that are rabid fans cheering for you, yelling for you. And uh, Holman, of course, at Alabama, he's another guy that's going to figure in that mix. Uh, he's, been on, he's been in the SEC mix. So uh, Friday night guy. Uh, for Could Alabama. be a Friday night guy. Well, he was at Alabama for a good portion of the season last year. And he was hurt a little bit. But he's been a Friday night guy in the league. So how much does that matter to you that he's been a different school, of course, but still Friday that's night in the league? That's Jay and uh, and uh, that's Jay's call, and that's a uh, a big call for uh, Nate Yeski. Uh, I think they'll take it right to the wire, and, and it, I think it's going to be fluid that weekend until you get to the SEC, the weekend rotation. Well, and you know, there, there's time to do this. And by the way. Uh, the Friday night guy is uber important. Uh, you'll never hear me say otherwise, but I've also seen guys win the SEC pitcher of the year out of the Saturday hole. Saturday's okay. a big uh, one. It's uh, like the marble game of a regional, that Saturday game. If you lose the first game, you got to win the second game to stay in the weekend. If you, uh, if you win the first game, you win the second game. Now, you know, you got it won. You're going for the sweep Saturday guys, huge. So again, you gotta, you see how the personalities fit. But uh, uh, Charlie, talking about the pitching, Gage Jump. You want to talk a little bit about? No, him? I want to talk about Holman first. Let, okay. let me, let me, let me. Don't mess up my order, man. Okay, give me all. I can't, I mean, can't do that to uh, Alabama's number one starter for most of last year. He was seven and four, three sixty seven ERA, eighty seven strikeouts in eighty one innings, and he finished second in the SEC in WHIP which means he didn't walk very many people. Uh, number three in the league in opponent batting average. Now the the one loss record was not fantastic because Alabama didn't really catch fire until late. But um, this guy misses a lot of bats, and he fills up the strike zone. At least that's what his numbers would, uh, you know, would, would indicate. Yeah, he's uh, 92 to 94. Uh, got a real good uh, three-pitch mix. Definitely a top three guy, but he's a strike thrower. He's a... Uh, you know, he's, he's, he's a great guy for them. Uh, one thing he's got that uh, is kind of unusual around here, he's got a great split. And uh, that's going to get you a lot of ground balls, get you some strikeouts. It's a great pitch. And uh, with that experience and with those numbers, he's a guy that's definitely a, a great addition. And that was who Jay was after in Omaha. Yeah, and the, the splitter is not something you see in all flies. It's a tough pitch to master for a kid that age. Well, it's tough to master, and I'll tell you what, it's tough to hit because, you know, last time I checked, I don't see a lot of coaches that can throw a split finger uh, fastball for BP. Roger Craig uh, <laughs> with the splitter. Remember the old San yeah, Francisco Giants? Couldn't do it when yeah. he's 52 years no, old. No, he could not, uh, for sure. All right, I can tell you're excited about Gage Jump, uh, and, and I am too. Another UCLA transfer, this time from the left side. But he has not pitched uh, in quite a while, did not pitch uh, as uh, a sophomore or what would have been, a, I guess, a redshirt freshman season last year. The last time he pitched was in 2022 for UCLA. He had three starts. He was 1-1 one one with a 386 ERA, 172 BA against, and 22 strikeouts over 16 innings. When he was a high school senior at Cano, he was the number one pitcher in the state of California 
It's a big state, Dan. Uh, so a lot of baseball. If, if, yeah, if you're the number one pitcher coming out of high school, there's a lot of talent here. He's essentially not pitched in a year and a, a season and a half, and we're talking about what. 20 months, something like that, in a competitive game. So there's going to be some rust here, I'm sure, but the talent is un- overwhelming here. He falls into that, uh, we were talking about that Thatcher Hurd mode from last year where he just hasn't been on the mound a lot in the last couple of years, but he's healthier than Hurd was. He had the fall, and uh, he's definitely a top uh, top three on the weekend guy. He's 92 to 96 with his fastball. He touched 98 the other day from the left side. Oof. He's a deception guy. It's very hard to pick up the ball on him, a three-pitch mix guy. But one of the things he's got that's special, a lefty that can that has a lot of ride on the ball. So he can go up and in on people. He can pitch top of the strike zone, which is uh, the way to do it now these days, to try to keep the ball in the ballpark, beat him with that high fastball. Left-handed. Left-handed. 97 miles an hour, you yeah. said. Uh, and there's another left-hander that we're going to talk about later, and Cam Johnson is a freshman who throws a similar vol- velocity. Tell me this, Dan. I'm gonna. Uh, I- I've got a name in my head. The Bertman era lefties. Okay, and there were a lot of really outstanding lefties. Who was the hardest throwing left-hander that you had in the entire? I- I've got a name in my head. I want to see if it it matches yours. We had some good. Yeah, Randy Keesler could That's throw real one. hard. Keesler was the hardest throwing. He threw what ninety four. On the old guns. Yeah. It'd be 98 now. Right. Okay. What I'm saying is the number of left-handed pitchers that came to college that threw that hard, there were none in the 90s. I'm going to roll off some guys that were were pretty good uh, throwers there. You're talking about Randy Kiesler. Yeah. Okay. You're talking about another guy pitching the big leagues, Mike Soratka. And Soraka was about 91, 92, right? Yeah, in the old guns. Eddie, Eddie Yarnell. Was Eddie Yarnell was the other one I was going to mention. 91 or so, 92. Right. But lefties, uh, the, just the fact that they're only 19% of the population, which I happen to be one of, yeah. um, it's hard. Again, it's like that split finger. You don't get it a lot in BP. You don't get that lefty breaking ball. And if you have a lefty that throws uh, pretty good velocity, that has command, uh, you got yourself a pretty good lefty. If you got a lefty that has great command, a three-pitch mix, but not a lot of velocity. You're going to hear him on a podcast. <laughs> hey, but it's been, a, it's, been, it's been a real nice addition to your resume. I mean, oh, oh and by the way, I'm left-handed. Explain to me old guns and new guns. What's the, what's the difference? Well, no. the old guns measured the velocity at home plate. When it can't cross the catcher and the batter, the new guns take it out of the hand. So obviously it's a little bit faster. It's winter, and you can now get almost anything you need for the coldest months of the year delivered with Uber Eats. What do we mean by almost? Well, you can't get a ski slope delivered, but you can get dish soap delivered. Sunshine, that's a no. But a bottle of wine, that's a yes. A snow angel, sorry, no. But angel hair pasta, Uber Eats can definitely get you that. Get almost, almost anything delivered with Uber Eats. Order now. Alcohol and select markets. Product availability may vary by region. See app for details. That makes perfect sense. I knew the difference was about four miles an hour. Right. I just didn't know why. So I thought I'd ask what I got you here for, man. You're full, full of information. We're brought to you by Dependable Storage, now with eight locations across Louisiana and one in Gulfport, Mississippi. Check out the new facilities in Slidell and Youngsville, matching any competitor's pricing, convenient online rentals and payments, and free use of the moving truck for new rental move-ins. Clean, secure, and conveniently located facilities. Check out the website at dependablestorage.com. Dot com. All right, so Jump, Hurd, and Holman, you're starting rotation in some order, at least to start the season. And how we start the season is not how 
we always end the season. But that's where we're going to go uh, to start. So let's talk about some returning guys who were a big, big part of uh, LSU's championship run a year ago. Um, Nate Ackenhausen came and pitched the game of his life uh, in the midweek when LSU was having to come out of the loser's bracket, uh, Dan. And what a what a performance he gave them. And honestly, I didn't know if, uh, you know, he, he might move on. Could have, uh, you know, could have been a pro this year, but uh, decided to come back. LSU's got more left-handed pitchers on this staff than I can ever remember ever. on the staff. Uh, and you go back a little bit further than me. But Ackenhausen is going is one of the vets that they can count on. I don't know if I'd go so far as to call him this year's Riley Cooper because Cooper would start. He'd come in short relief, long relief, whatever. I don't know if Ackenhausen's got quite that rubber and arm, but he's certainly a guy I would feel comfortable putting out there to start or to close or in long relief somewhere. Well, here's the thing. He's very versatile. Uh, as a pitcher, meaning he could, like you say, he can start, he can close, he can come in short relief, he can get a lefty out, he can do all those things. I don't think you're going to have to see a Riley Cooper rubber arm guy, especially with 10 lefties to figure in the mix and a great pitching staff this year. Uh, Jay's very confident about his staff. He likes him, and he, of course, he likes Nate Yeski, but uh, you can compare him to Riley Cooper in, in the way he pitches. I just think he won't have to pitch as much. The one thing that the coaches say about, uh, Ackenhausen is Jay trusts him and that's huge for a coach he knows what he's going to get he he loves his competitiveness he likes his demeanor he's got uh, the team responds to him pitching and so that's a big plus to know that hey if the game's on the line I got Ackenhausen in my team and I'm gonna put him out there and I believe he's going to get it done when he uh when he went out to Cooper, it was almost like he would, you know, he he, he would hand the guy the keys to his to his car. Okay, right. babysit his daughter. Yeah, you know, whatever whatever you need. I, I I I trust this guy, and I think he feels the same way about Ackenhausen. Let's uh, let's talk about Griffin Herring too. And again, that World Series run had so much drama to it. I mean, we were up in Omaha for two weeks, and you know, from the the very beginning game. When uh, you know they went out there and beat Tennessee, and the all the way Tommy White's home run against uh, Wake Forest, and then the twenty-four to four game, and all that stuff, man. Some of the the middle stuff got lost. Griffin Herring had, besides Ackenhausen, the the game of his life had to have it against Wake Forest. Four and two-thirds scoreless innings against a team that's been a decent portage in the season at number one in the polls. This is for a guy who – In a very offensive team, yeah, too. Yeah, so had just pitched, you know, had had his moments, but, you know, up and down as a freshman. Kendall, by the end of the season, we talk about it all the time, you're not a freshman anymore. But not everybody takes that next step. They put Griffin Herring with the, the lights at their brightest, and he was, he was great, so – I don't know exactly what his role is going to be, but I know he can pitch. He can pitch, and uh, talking to the coaches, he's their top lefty out of the pen. He's their top guy right now uh, from the left side. Uh, they're going to use him out of the bullpen. Uh, his fastball command is better. Uh, Nate Yeski's done a good job, but they really like uh, the improvement of the breaking ball. And uh, if he can get that in the zone and, and, and locate his fastball, he's going to be real tough to deal with uh, out of the bullpen. Gavin Gidry got the last out, uh, but he got a lot of important outs uh, besides that last year. Came to LSU, honestly, uh, Dan, I thought that his future might be more in the middle infield than it was on the mound, but at least through his first year, he spent – it was opposite. Uh, watched him go get a big save at South Carolina last year. That, uh, that was a huge, huge game. 
And when they got down to the end, uh, he was closing games uh, as often as not. Big curveball. Uh, that was that was his go-to pitch a, a year ago. What's different about Guidry now? Well, first of all, he played the whole fall. He played uh, you know as a position player, and after talking with Jay and everything, he may be a late-inning defensive player, but they really feel his value because of his pitching experience, and he likes the idea of uh, being a pitcher. So they're going to use him primarily as a position, as a pitcher. Um, he's a uh, like I said, it could be a late-inning defensive re- replacement. He's working on a third pitch, and he's working on command. If he gets the changeup to go with the breaking ball, and I think Nate Yeski really wants him to get more command of the fastball so he can throw more fastballs and then go to the off-speed stuff, save that breaking ball so they don't see it as much. Because as you saw last year, sometimes they'd hit the breaking ball when they started looking for it because it would stay up a little bit, especially if he's throwing it for a strike. So if he's got a changeup, fastball, breaking ball mix, that's going to make him a much better pitcher. What kind of Great velocity? competitor. Yeah. What, what kind of velocity are we talking about in the fastball here? We're talking about 80, 88 to 90, 91. So, so it's lower than you know a lot of these other guys, but the curveball makes the difference, right? And if they throw in a changeup, it makes it even faster because you know that's tough to deal with that fastball changeup, uh, ten mile an hour velocity difference uh, upsets the timing. Guys don't get good swings off. I, I also should have probably mentioned that when LSU played Oregon State last year was the marble game of the regional. You remember the game that took four days to play? Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the one they were going to start it, going to start it. Uh, well, they uh, they finally, uh, they, they, when they got it going, one run lead to the ninth. They handed the ball to Guidry. We need to use three outs to get us to the to the winner's bracket game. Pitch the scoreless inning yeah. against Oregon State. Not, not, no, no, no small thing. No uh, slouch there. there. Not at all. All right, let's talk about Javen Coleman a, a little bit. Uh, Coleman uh, was on his way to uh, a spectacular first year, and then uh, the, the the elbow uh, went, and so he had to work his way back. Last year, it became a factor uh, for LSU later in the season. Uh, another lefty, another guy that's pitched a lot of, thrown, thrown a lot of games, uh, you know, redshirt junior. So he's been here a minute. Uh, what might his role be? His role is, uh, again, much like Griffin Herring, lefty out of the pen. That's going to be a common thing on the broadcast, Charlie, mm-hmm. when you're talking about it. Oh, this lefty coming out of the pen. But uh, they like his experience, number one. Number two, you know, he's been there. He's got great competitive nature. I think you're going to see the the uh, Javen Coleman that you saw your freshman year when he was pitching for Paul Maneri. I mean, he's healthy now. He's got a whole year that Tommy John's behind him and uh, his arms in great shape. He always wa- had good command and was a good pitcher. I think you're going to see a great year out of uh, Jamie Coleman. We're brought to you by Bayou Apparel, helping local businesses communicate their message since 2009. As one of only a few local LSU official licensees, Bayou Apparel offers the highest quality products to showcase your brand, whether you've got an established brand or a brand new one. Bayou Apparel design experts can help you create eye-catching designs that fit your company's message. They do logos, event t-shirts, and promotional items for your business. Call 225-928-9090 or go to the website at bayouapparel.com. Com. Let's talk about some players uh, from last year that didn't pitch a ton but might be counted on uh, a little bit more this year. Let's start with Christian Little. Little, um, when they started SEC play last year, Dan was the closer. I remember at Texas A&M uh, came in uh, and closed the game. They had used him a little bit as a starter. He came over from Vanderbilt. But for whatever reason, as the season went on, his control just uh, – 
lost it. It left him. And by the time they got into May, it was tough to, it was tough to be able to send him out there in a tight spot because he's just walking too many people. So we know he's got swing and miss stuff. I'm guessing you tell me you're the pitching coach that something mechanically got out of whack there and he lost his strike zone, but when he's right, he can help you. Right. He lost his strike zone, lost his confidence. Confidence is gets you out of whack too. But, uh, they say he's really working hard to locate his fastball. One of the hardest workers they have on the staff, his stuff is major league stuff. And uh, so that's the challenge for Nate Yeski. Uh, they say if, if he can come around, he's really going to be a great addition uh, to the bullpen, and uh, that's where he would be coming out of. And they're, they're hoping for great things out of Christian Little. You know, how do you – okay, I'm trying to get into his, his head a little bit. Christian Little probably thought at this time a year ago, I'm going to come, I'm transferring from Vanderbilt, great program, to LSU, great program. I'm going to come in here. I'm going to pitch one year. I'm going to get drafted. I'm going to go pro. Well, it didn't go that way. He could have gone pro anyway. He could have signed somewhere, but it wouldn't have been for what he thought. So now he's got to retool. I would. I was a little bit surprised he came back. I thought he was a one in. I'm going pro no matter what. But he readjusted his thing. He wants to get better. He wants to go back and, and improve that draft stock to where he was when he came in here or two years ago. And I don't know, that says something to me about competitiveness, uh, if nothing else. Hopefully he can, you know, reestablish that confidence. But it's a, it's a long way back. Well, it's a long way back. And one of the things, where, you know, when I was coaching with Skip, of course, we always used to say, when you get a junior college transfer, in this case a transfer portal guy that comes in, a lot of times – it takes them a year. The second year, they're great players. Okay, the first year, it's an adjustment no matter what. They probably come in with higher expectations than they should. Uh, maybe they think it's going to be a little easier than it is. It's much different here at LSU. Uh, he was at a great program in Vanderbilt, but uh, double the size of Vanderbilt, and you got half of Alex Box. Uh, so yeah. it's a little different. But um, – I think he, he'll do a good job of transitioning. Look for him to really grow and step up because everything's on the line for him. This is his year to have a good year, get drafted and get those dreams. Uh, and, and having a new pitching coach that he feels comfortable with, I think he has a good relationship with Nate Yeski, and that's going to mean a lot too. Can you give me an example of a guy? You know, the first year was a little bit rocky, but the set, from the Burtman era, the first year was a little bit rocky, but the second year, man, he was – he was fantastic. I, I mean, I can think of uh, Brad Hop comes to mind, but Hop got hurt his his first year. In his second year, he was phenomenal. In '99, he got hurt. In 2000, he was you know middle of the order guy, played in the big leagues, all that. That was one that's a hitter, not a pitcher. Uh, I'm trying to think of some guys that you know came in that first year, a little bit rocky in the second year. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
they were they were fantastic. Yeah. That's a tough one there. Uh, you're talking on the mound. Yeah, it's a that's a tough o- on one. On the for mound, me. it's 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 more difficult. Yeah, we had a lot of guys that came in. Uh, probably a guy like Jason Scobie comes to mind. Uh, there's a name from the past. The yeah. kid came in, didn't pitch much his first year, but then really stepped up in his second year and uh, was one of our top guys. Another guy that came in as a transfer, uh, Hunter Gomez. Yeah. They uh, came in and then uh, – Basically the number two pitcher on the 2000 team. Yeah. Yeah. He was yeah. ran out there second uh, – Beat USC in the uh, in College World Series. Yeah, he, he did. Let's talk about uh, another player that uh, got some time early in the season. Um didn't work out nearly as well. Another guy, Sam Dutton, uh, one of the most improved guys. Uh, yeah, the, the coaches say most improved guys. Definitely a strike thrower. Uh, the big thing is you got a real nasty cutter. You know, he throws his fastball, you know, uh, around 80, uh, 90 to 93. But the cutter is 86 to 88. Got good movement coming off that fastball. Uh, he's definitely in the picture. Of, they don't have a lot of righties out of the pen. They're looking for him to be one of those guys. Explain to me trying to teach the cutter at at, at this level. Because, I mean, I I understand that the the pitch is, you know, when it's thrown right, it's like the karate kid crane kick. Nobody can hit it. But you got to be able to throw it properly. I mean, I expect everybody to come out here and be Mariano Rivera. For somebody to try to uh, get control of the cutter, uh, well, actually, it, once you get the, the break on it, you get the release. It's all about the release. It's almost like throwing a football. You know, when you throw the cutter, you get the side, you get side of the ball, you just release it on the side and get that short, tight, quick break. And if you get a little downward break, it's so hard to adjust because it looks like a fastball coming out of your hand. It's got the good velocity. And like you say, it just disappears when it gets to the plate. So that's what he's working on. Aiden Moffitt, uh, another hard thrower that uh, – May, uh, may may see some time this year. He was on last year's team, didn't pitch very much, but he'll get an opportunity here. He falls in the same thing as Christian Little. Uh, they feel like, uh, you know, he's 95 to 98, has touched 100 in the uh, inner squads. Great stuff. It's all up to his command. If he can get command of the baseball, he's definitely going to help uh, the club. We're brought to you by Citizens Bank, Citizens Bank and Trust, uh, here on the Handicast. Uh, we appreciate uh, the folks over at Citizens Bank. Well, at Citizens Bank, if you uh, um, uh, the, their slogan is, of course, business banks, business partners. But if you own a business and you need a business banker that, uh, that acts like a business partner, this is the bank that you're going to have to go to the distance with, providing lines of credit, commercial loans, and all the latest financial services your business needs. It's the it's the to-go far with your business. If you're ready for your business to grow, then you need a banker who's there for you like a business partner. That's Citizen Bank and Trust. Let's talk about some of the newcomers. Uh, Justin Lower is a kid that got um, committed to LSU while they were in Omaha last year. He's a transfer from Xavier. As a matter of fact, uh, we we got a scouting report on him because Ed Service, who's the head coach at Creighton, who's been a, a great host to us when we've been up there, by the way, yeah. uh, his Creighton team had played against him. So he gave us a scouting report on him. 29 appearances for Xavier last year. He was uh, he was basically their closer, although he pitched long relief a lot. He was 6-2, and two, buck 89 ERA, 7 saves, 57 innings, 63 strikeouts. He was second team all Big East. And uh, Xavier was a tournament team uh, last year. They won the Big East Conference tournament title, so he pitched in some big games for them. 
Uh, do you see him, uh, you think, as a closer, or do you kind of ease him into uh, Southeastern Conference baseball? Uh, top seven guy. Uh, I think he's going to be a, a, definitely out of the pen. In, in I'm going to use the, the old term, stopper. I think closer is kind of a, a big league thing. I think Jay uses guys as stoppers. If the game's on the line, there's a big inning, you need to stop that inning. Uh, he's the kind of guy that could do it. He's got a low three-quarter release point, very difficult to pick up. Uh, he's a great competitor. 88 to 92, fastball and a slider, uh, just a great combination. I see him coming in, getting strikeouts, getting ground balls. Uh, just a really tough guy to hit. Okay. If they played in front of forty-two people and a dog at, uh, at at UCLA, listen, I don't I don't know a thing about Xavier's baseball program. I know it's cold there. It's in Cincinnati. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know it's cold there for for a lot of this season. You've seen guys come in here from uh, other products. Holman's from Alabama. He kind of knows what this is about. But the first time Lower goes out there, it's going to be the most people he's ever pitched in front of. This happened yeah. to Thatcher Hurd last year. Yeah, but and he's he went pitching. out there. And, oh, there's there's 8,000 people here. But like he's that. pitching a postseason. He's pitching yeah. tournament play. That yeah. means a lot. And, uh, you know, based on the fact that, say, he's a great competitor, I think he'll overcome that. I think it may bring him to the next level. Some guys come in here, and with that pressure of the fans and the big atmosphere, they turn it up a notch, and that's what they're hoping from, from Laurel. Tell me that these kids don't watch the College World Series and look at LSU and see, and look all the people they bring. Or, or watch the, the, the regionals or the super regionals on ESPN and go, man, look at that park. Look at that, look, look at that program. They win that. How could you – if you got the opportunity, how could you not want to come here? Well, and, and, and Charlie, you were out there for the championship game this year, right? Yeah. And uh, the other night talking with Jay Johnson, the staff, Jay said it was Alex Box Stadium in Omaha yeah. stacked on top three times, 90% LSU people. It was a home game. He goes, I went to uh, Arizona uh, to the World Series, and he goes, it wasn't even close to being the same experience as going as an LSU coach. So uh, it's special here. Yeah, it is. And and just kids like that, uh when we'll do we're gonna do the position players next week, but it, Michael Braswell, another one that hey, he's at South Carolina. It's a really good program, all right. But uh, It's not LSU. No, like uh <laughs> like to see like to see this a little bit better. All right. Um I wanna ask about Cam Johnson. Cam Johnson, um and I say this complimentary, I hope you understand. It's not supposed to be here. Okay, but he's supposed to be gone in the draft. Yes, Cam Johnson, number one lefty in the country when he was uh, coming out of high school. It, yes, and left-handers that throw ninety-seven miles an hour, old gun, new gun, blue gun, whatever. <laughs> okay, man, you go, Shogun, you go yeah. pro. Yeah, you go pro, man. Um, his story is interesting. Uh, they did a nice uh, feature on him and his dad in the Advocate about this was uh, a, a classic case of guy sets a number. Wants a number, doesn't get his number. I'm going to school, and really wanted to come here. So Cam Johnson is a player that, like I said, and I say this complimentary, should not be on this team. He he should be in a ball or whatever somewhere, but he's here. And now that he's here, well, now you you got somebody that's got Friday night stuff, first round uh, first round first round of the draft stuff, and. They've got to, you know, they got to develop him. He's not going to be that guy from the first week of the first season, but man, what a talent! 
Oh, great talent and uh, coach extremely high on him. Great kid, great family. Wanted to come to LSU for the college experience. Held to his number, like you said. Of course, when you get in the draft, uh, they'll come up with anything uh, to try to knock your number down. It's a business just like anything else. And I think they try to say he had some arm issues or uh, other things going on. But I think Cam held his ground. His dad held his ground uh, talking with him and talking with the coaches. He's really excited to be here. Looking forward to a three-year college experience at LSU. Maturing and growing and getting ready for Pro Bowl. And in the meantime, he's going to win a lot of games for LSU. So what do you do with a talent like that who can fit into any number of roles and is got to cut his teeth? He's still a true freshman. He's still a young man. How do you bring a guy like that along? You pitch him in the, in the midweek game. And uh, let him go out there, start, get a routine, groom him to be a weekend starter the following year or maybe by the end of the year, depending on how it goes. But definitely that's a guy that you you put him in the game, you, you have to start, and he, he goes on Tuesday and or Wednesday. Okay. And from a, a workload standpoint, okay, you, you send him out there one time through the order? Two innings. Uh, I mean, you, you build him up. What? what, what give well, you, me. A, give me kind of a timetable. You build you like him up. Say? You start out with you know, 40, 50, 25 to forty pitches. Then you build him up forty to forty-five, fifty pitches, and you build him up, and you see how he goes. And uh, the bottom line is, when he's gassed, he's gassed, and you put a little cap on how far he's going to go to protect him. But that's that's the kind of guy you're dealing with. Uh, should should do really well in the midweek game, which are very important NCAA tournament time. You got to win those midweek games. They're important for development. Uh, yeah. th- th- there's, there's no question. And I almost, not that I ever hope that they do poorly, but I'm always interested to see when a guy gets hit around a little bit, you know, early in your career. See how you respond to it. Does that tell you exactly you know, kind of where you are? If, okay, he's at 30 pitches. Well, he looks pretty good, all right? At the 40 pitches, all right, well, that's when, that's when the, the, the mechanics started to break down a little bit. He's got a little bit wild. Things started to get up. That kind of what you want to – I don't want to see him get hit, you understand, but well, what you, you know what gotta, I'm saying. you got to get him out of there before he gets hit. And uh, when you're calling the pitches and you've uh, – a guy like Nate Yeski calling the pitches and been with him in the pen every day, working with him every day – you can tell when he's starting to break down. Pitches, you call a pitch and it's been located all game, and now he's a little arm side high, just a little bit. You know, he's not walking people, but it's not the same location, or there's not as much life on the fastball. They're not getting the bad swings they were early in the game. So that's when you say, okay, let's get somebody uh, ready to go, and let's try to go one more hitter, and let's make a move. And I'll tell you what, Jay Johnson's real good at that. He's good at uh, getting the pitcher out and making the move at the right time. Another lefty. Uh- Say that a lot. Another lefty, another freshman that they're very high on is is Kate Anderson. Uh, he's from oh, not very far from where you are in yeah, uh, St. Paul's, in Madisonville. Yeah, number two player in the state of Louisiana by perfect game. Uh, number one hundred and thirty player overall in the nation. About six two, left handed. So this is a young man you're really familiar with. Yeah, he uh, worked out of my facility for a while, and then. Coming off Tommy John surgery, saw him play at St. Paul's. Real good hitter, too, but he's going to pitch only. Uh, you know, he's a Scott Boris client. He was going to be a high draft pick, had the Tommy John uh, surgery. Worked really, really hard. A hard-working kid. Great family. And uh, he came back, and they really like it. His velocity's back up. His arm's healthy. Uh, he's got a great breaking ball, good command of the breaking ball. Also working on his changeup. So he's he's another guy. He and Cam Johnson, you're going to see a lot in the middle of the week. And then spot duty. Uh, of course, with all those lefties a year ago, they'd be top lefties out of the pen, and now they're just one of ten. This is the most left-handed pitching oh, that they have ever had. Yeah. Um, any reason it just Jay likes way? left-handed pitchers and well, left-handed I, I, hitters. 
I do too. It's just finding them. I mean, it's it's really it's really hard. You're LSU, <laughs> and you just won a national championship. Okay, uh, that, that perfectly reasonable explanation. All right, this next guy, I got a feeling is going to be uh, is going to be fun to watch because here's a right-handed pitcher out of the bullpen. Uh, I think out of the bullpen uh, that uh, they're going to be able to use. His name is Fidel Aloa, and I hope I'm saying that right. Uh, if not, who comes to LSU without a doubt, Dan? Uh, with the best mustache that any LSU baseball player has ever had. Okay, it beats the Travinsky by a lot. Oh, okay? really? <laughs> by a lot. Love Travinsky, but Aloha's got the best. Uh, he's got the best mustache uh, that I've seen on an LSU baseball player. You tell me about him as a pitcher. Okay, he's a, he's a JC transfer. He's definitely out coming out of the pen. Uh, big guy throws. Uh, you know, throws ninety two to ninety six miles an hour, but a big league slider. And those guys are the guys you want coming out of the pen. Great composure. Uh, they're really high on Fidel. Yeah, he's um, it, it, LSU's made a living on junior college pitchers over the years. I mean, the, the number of junior college pitchers that have made such an impact on the, this program. You come in from a junior college and you come here, you know most of the time it's a one-year deal. Uh, this, this is another one of these guys that can come in and really help you. Yeah, Gervais. Uh, yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. We're brought to you by Dana Brown and the law offices of O.C. Brown. Three four three one 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 one. You're a law firm for a lifetime. Dan and I both known Dana for a long time. He's carried on his father O.C.'s legacy for the last 30 years. So whether you've been in a car accident or made a mistake and broke the law, the law offices of O.C. Brown should be your first and only call. Truly your law firm for a lifetime. Three four three one 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 one, or on the web at ocbrownossiebrown.com. And they're right down the street from Town Square Pizza, downtown Baton Rouge. We've been doing shows here all fall. If you haven't had a chance to experience Town Square Pizza, yet encourage you to do so first of all if you work in downtown you got a limited amount of time for lunch they're going to get you in and out in a hurry but you're going to get a pizza made from scratch a square pizza absolutely delicious love the bread and it's located right down in the town square so you want the one one with the works or one with just pepperoni it's a lot of pizza for yeah. a very reasonable amount of money you're probably going to take some home every time i get one i take some home uh, from town square pizza Let's talk a little bit about the coaching staff. Uh, Nate Yeski is a guy that Jay Johnson is very familiar with and who's familiar with the Southeastern Conference. He comes here most recently from Texas A&M. Nate Yeski is probably the best pitching coach for college baseball in the nation right now. And, of course, Jay Johnson, a great recruiter, got the right guy to run the pitchers with, the, uh, with uh, Wes Johnson leaving to be the head coach at Georgia. Nate is a great pitch caller. He's a great pitch developer. But not just the pitchers individually. He develops the staff. He finds roles. He gets them to work as a unit, uh, much like my uh, head coach, Skip Bertman. Uh, spending time with Nate. And, of course, Skip spending time with Nate. Uh, just a tremendous coach and uh, has a great relationship with J.J., has total trust in Nate. I think he's going to be a, probably the biggest recruit we had this year is Nate Yeski. Well, okay, so, so give me a little bit about his philosophy. Tell me a little bit about, uh, you know, why he's different from well, when some, some of the other guys. When you get a guy that's a pro guy, they're a lot about uh, just mechanics or developing pitchers or trying to uh, throw different pitches in different counts. And Nate Yeski is about uh, deception, about taking what you have and calling pitches according to what you do best versus what the hitter does best and mixing pitches, pitching and pitching patterns, and – Try to win the game. And uh, 
you can call the, the game a lot of different ways. Most important way that Skip Bertman was the greatest at, many of the great coaches, call the game to win the game and uh, feel your pitcher, know your pitcher, and match them up and give them the best chance to win. The other uh, addition to this staff is an, a name that is very familiar to LSU fans um, and a guy that you know very well and I do as well as Terry Rooney, who was on Palmineri's first staff uh, here at LSU, was here for a couple of years, uh, was the head coach at Central Florida, spent some time in Alabama and other places. But he comes back as a director of, uh, I want to get his title right, Associate Director of Program Development and Recruiting. They all got fancy titles. Over it's there. a really it's, good it's, title. It's a good title, man. Uh, basically, Terry's a full-time recruiter. And, uh, you know, he's going to be in the games and out in the field. He'll do some analytics for him and kind of work with Nate Yeski on uh, developing scouting reports and things like that, which, you know, you're allowed to do with the rules. But uh, he's, a, he's a very valuable member of the staff, got a lot of experience, loves Baton Rouge, very happy to be back here. And, of course, Jay tried to get him two or three times, but he wasn't ready to go. But uh, definitely ready to make a move now and uh, just a great member to the staff, great guy. Uh, we're glad we have him. Always, uh, I always liked visiting with him when uh, when he was here. I was part of the broadcast team, so I spent a, a decent amount of time with him. Uh, looking forward to working uh, or to, to talking with him uh, again. You can't really schedule your illness. That's why they work around your schedule at Lake Urgent Care and Lake After Hours. 19 convenient locations in and around Baton Rouge, safe and there when you need them. Seven days a week with no appointment necessary. Walk in or schedule online at Lake Urgent Care. Dot com and also uh, by our friends over at Dependable Storage. Dependable Storage here in Louisiana. So easy for you to get. Like Skip Bertman says, we want your stuff. That's yeah, so you, you, you It's one of my favorite commercials. You, you, you get married and you double your stuff. And then you, get, uh, you have kids and you get uh, more stuff. And then when they move out, you know, what do you do with all this stuff? Dependable Storage wants your stuff. Go to dependablestorage.com. Going into year three, I, I just got to ask you for a perspective on on Jay Johnson. Okay, two years ago, twenty well, three years ago, I guess uh, he took this job. He knew what the expectations were. He knew the resources that he was going to have, but he knew what he knew what he was getting into. To to be able to go uh, from taking a job to a national champion in two years, that would. That would get to anybody and, you know, really change your way of thinking. He seems like, uh, if anything else, he's uh, more confident and more grounded and more, uh, I don't know, determined than ever. It's a hard job. To win the College World Series is hard, even in a place with resources like this. There's other programs with resources, too. And I'm sorry to use the S word, but... He's got some Saban-esque qualities. When Saban won his first national championship at Alabama, he complained about not having enough time to recruit because he was preparing for a championship game. When Johnson was telling a story about recruiting in Omaha, I thought about that Saban story. Uh, and Saban's a pretty guy to be good guy to be compared to. So you're around Jay more than I am. I, I you know, I, I kind of watch from afar now that I'm not on the broadcast team anymore, but. You, uh, you you spent a little time around him. The guy's locked in. Jay is a baseball lifer. Okay, he doesn't have an off switch. Uh, he just loves to work. Uh, you know, his wife's got a tremendous wife. He doesn't have any kids. He's at the park at 7 o'clock. He grinds. His dad was a football coach, which is the essence of all coaching, was his mentor. But here's the thing about Jay. 
you know, he's a great recruiter, and he's nonstop with it. And he brought brought in a staff. This is the first year he's got a staff that uh, that's going to be here a while. Like uh, every year, he's been doing it by himself over the summer. Well, all those other guys got head coaching jobs. Yeah, I mean, that's I mean, great, <laughs> well, the other thing is when a coach comes in, especially like when I was coaching. As a head coach, you had a three-year plan. You figure the first year, you figure out who's there, what you got. Then the next year, then you go out and get your scholarship money, you go recruit. Okay. Then the next year, you see what you got with the recruits, you coach them up, and then your third year, you bring in your second recruiting class, and then you should really be in the mix and everything. With the transfer portal and NIL, it's changed it where Jay was able to do it in two years, which is still unbelievable. Just like Kim Mulkey, unbelievable to do it in two years. But in this era, he is the perfect head coach for LSU. And he has stated to us uh, as former alumni, uh, former players and coaches that this is his last stop. He's not going anywhere. He loves it here. So, fans, uh, we got him for a long time, and he's not going to stop working until the, the lights go off. And it's as competitive, if not more, than it's ever been in a Southeastern Conference. Saw a preseason top 25. There's only about eight of them uh, the other day. 13 of the 25 were Southeastern Conference schools, of course, including LSU, uh, who's in the top three or at least five of everybody. When you got 14 teams in your league – and 13 of them are uh, – I'm, I'm, I'm actually counting. 16. Uh, I'm, I'm, count, I'm counting Oklahoma and Texas, too, who, who will be in the league uh, next year. That's a hell of a uh, – that's, that's a hell of a deal, uh, you know, to, to do that. So, uh, looking forward to, to this season. We're brought to you by Citizens Bank and Citizens Bank uh, and Trust. Pronouncing uh, the podcast here, which is uh, under the umbrella of the Handicast, Citizens Bank. Yeah, if you own a business, you need a business banker that acts like a business partner with a bank that will go the distance for you. Providing lines of credit, commercial loans, and all the latest financial services your business needs to go far. If you're ready for your business to grow, then you need a banker who's there for you like a business partner. That's Citizens Bank and Trust. Business bankers and business partners. All right, uh, so our first uh, podcast of the season is in the books. So we'll be back Monday. We'll, this, I know we dropped this one on Tuesday. We had a, a scheduling deal, but uh, we're going to drop these on Monday. Uh, so we'll be uh, able to uh, talk about the uh, the weekend that just passed. Next Monday we'll be talking about the position players uh, on this year's team, and then uh, away we go. Uh, we'll get, it, get into a scouting report for the first weekend. Interesting non-conference schedule. I'm already booked. I'm going to go do some on-site scouting in Houston. Oh, uh, you love that tournament. I love that tournament. Uh, i got a lot of good friends in Houston, so it's an opportunity to get out and see the Tigers play Texas on uh, Friday night, uh, just part of the non-conference schedule. So we'll, uh, we'll be looking forward to that. Next week uh, we'll come back uh, with a preseason look at the hitters. For Dan Canavary, I'm Charles Hanegriff. And for January the 30th, this has been the Handicast. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.